dogs. Maddie's going to a fancy dress party, a Tarantino-esque themed party, and uh, I thought she could be looking for some characters in this film. I want to go to a Tarantino party. It's a great idea. It's a great idea, isn't it? I'd like to just go as the beaten to a pulp head of the Mexican in The Hateful Eight. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a splat. Once upon a time in Hollywood, we've just come out of the cinema, we've just seen it. Now, for our American followers, you guys have had this film out for like weeks. That's so oh, frustrating. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's Quentin Tarantino's ninth film. Francis is making one more. So apparently he's only making one more. He said he's only going to make ten, but I do think that if this does well at the box office, he might change that. The only other director who kind of had a numerical attachment to the number of films he made was Fellini, which is why his film Eight and a Half was called Eight and a Half, because oh. he'd made uh, seven films and a short before Can we just that. say what they reference to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Why don't you say, say for us, Mum? Because, it, oddly, Tarantino's favourite director of all time is Sergio Leone. Yeah, which is curious. spaghetti westerns. So yeah, he's riffing on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There's a long history to that title. There was, of course, Once Upon a Time in the West, which was a spaghetti western. Very and then there's Once Upon a Time in America, which was actually a mafia film starring, I think, Robert De Niro yeah. and Al Pacino and all that lot. Um, and oh, so, yeah, and so there, so this is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he's trying to clearly transpose the idea in those two other films of lawlessness and the Western idea and the sense of the frontier and threat yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he's parked it in the centre of Hollywood, which I guess the frontier here is, is kind of cultural, isn't yeah. it? It's the way in which hippie culture kind of comes into Hollywood. Um, and, and obviously it pivots around... Um, in, in, in terms of historical events, the Sharon Tate murders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although, as you're about to discover, it doesn't. It's the story of an actor called Rick Dalton, who's a fictional hybridization of countless TV actors, male actors who were cowboys. Now, the thing about a Tarantino film is, no Tarantino film is just the film you're watching. Yeah. I mean, you almost have to go with a kind of film history book and kind of get all his references. But the problem is, as we saw in a recent interview with Leo, is it's very hard to get all of his references because there's so bloody many. Yeah. What did you think going into this? Were you, given that you, especially Maddie, were unaware of the his, probably the, the, what America and life was like in the 60s as was I but also all those film references sort of won't have been there for you when you went to see this what were you hoping for from it I don't really know because from the trailer I wasn't that excited about the film obviously I was excited because it was a Leonardo film yeah. but I didn't think the trailer was that good no um, and obviously I love Tarantino so I was excited yeah. about that and Margot Robbie I don't think I really knew what to expect because I remember when there was just talk about the film and I thought that he was going to be playing Manson or like I thought he was going to be playing somebody else right. yeah, so, right. important. so I, I didn't know what I was expecting yeah. at all but you knew it was going to be a film riffing about Hollywood I mean the title after gives the trailer, away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. after the trailer but yeah. I must admit I watched the trailer and I thought the trailer was incredibly confused it was messy I, I did I, I, I saw the trailer about three times I saw two versions of the yeah. trailer actually and I didn't like it at all. No. Which so I went in, but I discounted the trailer because yes. I thought I'd read enough to start thinking this was my time. I mean, the thing about Tarantino is he he makes films with energy and he makes them with references coming out all over the place. So this stuff. I mean, essentially, this is the, the narrative over about three days, though it does bounce about in terms of timeline. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly about Leonardo DiCaprio playing this sort of you know actor in the twilight the end of the end of his career or facing the fact that his career is coming to an end a long protracted scene with al pacino in, in a bar here's the thing that i felt i mean i've read many reviews that say there's lots of little individual vignettes little mm -hmm. scenes there are. which in and of themselves i kept striving to connect to each other and they did kind of connect because they're yeah. all about the same characters but they seem to be, I felt with that, like that first scene, I really liked it. I was getting into it, Al Pacino and Leonardo DiCaprio oh, okay. talking in the restaurant. It was all right. No, yeah. no, no, it, and it was only all right. I thought it was only all right. But actually. it didn't go anywhere. No, no. And that's when I actually thought that this film, unless it 
tidied itself up a bit. It's got no script. Unfortunately for me, that scene was a bit of an alarm bell. Yeah, it didn't really make mm, me laugh. I do know what you it mean. It didn't really make me smile. Mm. It didn't really make me feel anything. And I think that for it was kind of the first big scene yes. in the film. And you kind of think yeah. with the first big scene in a film, you, yeah. he's trying to make it funny or something. Yeah, and also, it was the first big scene where he's got his first big cameo. I mean, Al Pacino yeah. is no small character no. actor. So to be dragging him in, this is a very significant scene. And it felt like, as scenes go, that it kind of... I tell you what I felt. I felt with so that scene happened, and then I can't remember the order of the scene. See, the problem for me is this film, although it takes place over a very contracted period of time, I, I struggle. I feel like I've watched a jumble of individual scenes all thrown at me, and if I'd gone into the edit, I could put them in any other order, oh, and okay. they'd still function. But they might function in a slightly more convincing manner. So oh. that scene happened. And clearly it happened to set up that moment in the car park between him and Brad Pitt. But what I did like about that scene was it gave me the thing that I think this is probably this film's strongest element for me, for mm -hmm, me anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the buddy, the buddy movie yeah. between yeah. Brad Pitt. I wasn't expecting it to be like, such I a buddy really movie. I liked that very much. Yeah. Oh, I what did, did you think of Brad Pitt? How did you? Well, I, I never think Brad Pitt can, I mean, I think he looks gorgeous, <laughs> but I've never thought he can act. I've always hated him Yeah, no, you've as an actor. Him. But, but I thought he was great in it. I thought he was absolutely just right. Yeah. He, meant, he, he was pulled back, he was pulled in. Yeah. And it meant that Leo could really go for it. And yeah. Leo's astonishing. Yeah. Yeah. I really felt him. sorry for both of their characters yeah. as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, I kind of felt like uh, Brad Pitt's character was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a, what did you say, bimbo or something? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like a male bimbo. He's yeah, a bit absolutely. like, oh, stupid, you know, getting taking your shirt off and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. But I felt really sorry for him as well. I wasn't expecting to feel so much like sympathy for the character and then no, no, what did you think right. of his role i mean i mean there must have been countless people like him with all these stars yeah. who were sort of their lackeys but yeah but, but also what i thought was quite clever was that we 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 watched him all the time bigging up his mate yeah. you know and making him feel better yeah. and, and, and all of that but then we he gave us one little scene i think he was driving maybe where he was saying how it meant he got nothing to do, and yeah. he was a washed-up yeah, 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 yeah. person. And and it wasn't, it wasn't, didn't go yeah, for the sympathy. Yeah, but it was. I thought he did that really, really yeah. You know, yeah, strange. I do too. Well, I'm going to go so far as to say I think this, for me, is one of Brad Pitt's best performances. I do. Yeah, I do. Um, and I think for that alone, I mean, he looks great. His shirt's wonderful. Tad really wants his. Oh job. my God! I don't only really want his shirt. I want his abs. No, 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 I mean, his abs. Don't want them. No, but I mean seriously. I mean, I thought he was. No, but I thought he had. He's top off in the film, and Dad's like, "Uh oh, man crush." Yeah, he does. I want Brad Pitt to change my aerial. What about the way he went up to the top? Oh, that was hysterical. That was quite funny. And ironically, I mean, there was a film Burn This where Brad Pitt played the sort of the the slightly camp fitness instructor, and I was worried we were going to get another rendition of that. Go back to that. Yeah, because well, because I felt he was so close to getting it right in that oh, film, okay. but he yeah. kind of got it just oh, a bit no, wrong. Oh uh, well, but I thought in this film he was brilliant. Now I think Tarantino dropped the ball a bit with him. I thought he could have given Pitt Pritt. <laughs> I thought he could have given Pitt more comedy because where it sparked up humour, yeah. I thought the scene. Yeah, there's a scene where he goes up to change um, Rick Dalton's. Um, uh, what's it called, Ariel? Yeah. And he, he does some sort of stunt moves to yeah. get up there. And there's a brilliant scene. I mean, we have to talk about some of the scenes that all the reviewers are going on about. Bruce Lee. The Bruce Lee that's scene, his, absolutely. That's the, Tarantino gave him that, didn't he? Yeah. There's no, nothing to do with the plot, Bruce Lee. Absolutely nothing. No, absolutely. It's a protracted scene. And that's what I mean, though. You get, you get, now, does Bruce Lee mean anything to your generation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. Because there were moments in this where I was sitting there thinking, is this going to mean anything to Mandy? No, it made sense. Oh, it did. What did you think of that scene with, uh, there's a scene where basically Brad Pitt is on the lot and he comes face to face with Bruce Lee and they have this kind of spar off. Uh, like yeah. a fight. 
I thought it was absolutely hilarious because Bruce Lee was making all these noises. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's one small bit where Brad Pitt made a little noise back there. Yeah, just one little noise. Well, and that little noise that he made for me is why this is his best performance. Because I, I thought I he, show, he shows the strength in, in the whole film. Yeah. Yes. Didn't he? Yes. He yeah. underperformed, yes. but wasn't for the first time in his career aware of it. You've got to be a good Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but the thing, I wanted him to have more funny bits. So yeah. did I. And so I wanted did I. the whole film to have more funny bits. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. the humour. Let's let's talk about the humour in the film because the thing about Tarantino is he thinks he's very funny. He is I mean, he, well, he no, is he funny. is. He's funny odd. What do you mean, funny odd? Funny Thin. how? I he's funny, funny odd. But I didn't. I didn't laugh. I laughed about three times in this yeah. film. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you when they funny? say as well, when you laugh, it's like you laugh out loud. And yeah. It was all right. Like. I mean, I, I was laughing. I mean, the other thing. I, to... I laughed more in Hateful Eight. Yes. Well, and also the thing that I get from Tarantino is he makes, what I think he's a master at, is making you laugh as a nervous reaction to something yes. awful happening. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't feel any of that. No. I felt, I felt an increasing tension, whether it yes. was, yeah, I mean, my heart that's what was I said something like mad towards I, I, Talk I, I, about that, Maddie, because yeah, you were very good. I feeling like it was, it was kind of, you know, building, building somewhere and it was mm. kind of, you know, it was like, you did feel kind of on the edge the whole, yeah. the whole time. Yeah. But I didn't feel, I felt like we were building towards something that never happened. I, I like the fact giving that too it, much it Yeah, but you see, uh, we, we were arguing like cat and dog in the car about whether this was an intentional thing. The, the film does have a sense of brooding threat. build and threat, yeah. And there's a sense of, you know, like, like great films like Goodfellas, where Scorsese masterfully gets that increasing cocaine-fueled sense yeah. of paranoia. Yeah. I thought this had that sort of almost kick-backed reverse of yeah, that, which was laid back LA sort of thing. I did. But then I was reminded, do you remember a film called Shortcuts by Robert Altman? And in Shortcuts, there's a series of like random stories which are all pulled together by at the end an earthquake. I felt that this was building to something, but I felt it lacked, surprisingly for Twentin Quentin Quarantino, I thought it lacked a killer punch. But yeah. can I just say, I sent Mark a quote this morning from Joan Didion, who used to, was a writer, and she used to live next door to the Tate people. And jittery is the important mm. word there. The whole film was jittery, and I think that it, it's sort of on a knife edge like this. And the period that he's talking about, I mean, obviously I was in England and everything, but the new drugs, the mm. war in Vietnam, the, you know, suddenly young people not being, mm. going out and not Well, I suppose young back. women just wearing shorts in that provocative Absolutely, way. Absolutely, you know, yeah. young, young women offering to do things in cars to men, you know. Yeah. And, and they, and men had to, worry about underage girls. It was deeply unsexualized, ironically, as a yeah, film, if you think yeah. of how much sex was around. And I wonder whether part of that is because of Quentin Tarantino's association with Harvey Weinstein, you know, they worked together on a lot. He's trying to distance himself from that whole right. thing. I wonder if he, he over sort of massaged out the sex because it felt, yeah. it felt like an inauthentic detail that they the men would have been more lascivious. So, for example, there is a scene where Brad Pitt refuses the advances of yeah, a girl, and I didn't yeah. believe that he would. Well, I probably would have believed him if he hadn't been so kind of suggestive before. Yes, you know, yes, like stopping at the lights, yeah. Kind of That's stuff. a good point. If there wasn't any of that, then I, I mean, just because you're a stuntman in Hollywood doesn't necessarily... No, it doesn't mean that all stuntmen in Hollywood no. are dirty first. he wasn't first. really flirting, he was just sort of... Well, I, I mean, well, he was a bit suggestive. Like, yeah. as a girl, you'd be like, oh, he likes... Well, me. let's not forget, there's the inference that um, Cliff, Cliff Booth, Cliff Booth, Brad Pitt's character, there's the inference that he killed his wife. His wife. Yeah. And, and I really love that as a little narrative detail. Well, also, and I remember saying this to you before the film came out, and typical me, I can't remember the, the names of people, but... <laughs> Somebody big in Hollywood who had that role did kill his did wife. Did kill his wife. And then, and, well, 
supposedly so, nobody knows whether it's true or not. Yeah. But I, I really liked the scene. It was a wonderful scene. They do a flashback scene, don't they? Describe it. Yeah. Where is he? He's on, so a boat. he's on a boat with his wife. The woman just nagging. Yeah, with Natalie hear... Ward. That's right. They oh, said right. that, and she was a real person. Yeah, you can just hear her saying, you know, I'm on this rubbish boat. boat you know, with this rubbish shit guy. Boat. It was a shit husband. And he kind of just puts on these uh, diving scuba gear, scuba goggle things on. He's looking really fed up, like opens his beer and it like splats on the goggles and he sits down with this big like harpoon. Fit harpoon. Yeah. And she's standing in front of him and then it just suggests that he pulled yeah. the trigger yeah. It suggests that he harpooned his wife in the face. Yeah. So it was really It was well, very it was funny. funny. Funny, most funny for the fact that you just see Brad Pitt with yeah, this kind of slightly yeah. condensated yeah. sort of And whenever eyes. they're describing him all the way through the film, they say the man who supposedly mm. or, uh, you know. man that killed his wife and got away with it. Yeah, got away What with do we it. think about the cinematography? Because I mean, Tarantino is a, is a cinephile. He loves his camera sweeping he makes a big thing about there are 35 mil prints of this being shown in London you know it's a big deal um, I felt this exploited cinema less ironically than something like the hateful eight or even yeah. Pulp Fiction I didn't think it was very clever with the way it was no, shot there was like one cool shot that I love which is Leonardo in the pool and it going from yes. the pool to Sharon sort of pulls up over the top house, yeah, yeah. which is I felt was the only kind of you know different well, yeah. whereas the rest was just very simple it's just I kind thought. of like eh, eh. And he's, yeah. he's good I would agree with that but, but at the same time I didn't miss it because right. I thought everything else I was did, so I did good. really like the colours yeah that bright. dust it was bright but it had that dusty yeah. 60s yeah, that thing to it I mean I almost feel that whoever was responsible for Brad Pitt's wardrobe nailed the film in his wardrobe yes. yeah. love that oh, I just want that shirt yeah. man. I want that shirt and the yeah. t-shirt anyone tell me where I can get them what did we think about the idea that you know Tarantino has famous talked about with Inglorious Bastards. What do I do with Hitler? He's in a cinema. What do I do with Hitler? Oh, I know what. I'll just kill him. Yeah. And he kills Hitler in a cinema. Hitler didn't die in a cinema. So he takes history, takes real people, and he subverts what happened. That kind of bothered me with this. Did it bother you guys? Didn't work with this, yeah. No. Because what I was saying to you guys, obviously, was I felt like the whole film was very... I I could feel Tarantino getting really obsessed with the factual (laughs) side of it, with, like, the times, which films... What films he was in. And the years and everything and um i just kind of felt like if you're going to be that factual and that like precise the whole way through then you should carry that out and not kind of i i don't have a problem with the story being changed no but if the whole thing had been less yes meticulous meticulous then that would have been fine but But it kind of felt like i've been sitting through all of this Factual but, stuff that I wasn't enjoying for no reason. But that right. was the whole point of, of the film was the relationship yeah, between like the two the guys. Film. Well, you like Leo and you like. Yeah, yeah no, 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 but you can't. Yeah, but you like Leo, but not like the. Yeah, but yeah, what, what do you mean? I'm interested in that. What do you mean? Yeah. That's the whole point of the film. What is subverting history? Well, yeah, the yeah. history thing was a, an entirely sort of he could lose that completely, and I sort of hoped he would. And up to a point, I think when when Mads and I came out, and I said, "My God, that film was unusually restrained for Tarantino." Right. Yeah. Waiting for the payoff. The payoff comes, but not in a way you expect. Yeah. And I thought no, that I, was brilliant. You know, I don't mind the the fact that it was very different the ending, and it wasn't historical. What I'm saying is. What I found confusing was the rest of the film was so, like, historic. I suppose what you're arguing is why why be so encyclopedic about a a film star's films and where he was and what time he was there if you're going to then jettison. I suppose, in a sense, it's like... He couldn't let go of it, maybe, Tarantino. Well, no, but maybe being sort of favourable to him, like you can get an unreliable narrator, which is quite Mm. a nice device, maybe he's trying to be an unreliable historian. Yeah. So he's kind of purposefully giving us all the material. It feels... 
feels almost like Tarantino wishes Rick Dalton was a real person. Oh, yes. And he's tried to give him the background. Yes. And he's kind of blurred things so much that you never know, in 50 years' time, we might all talk about Rick Dalton as if exactly. he was someone who existed. I yeah. love that as well. And I also love the... I didn't mind the narrator thing, whether he came in or went mm. or when he came in at all. And I love things that come up on the screen, yes. the screen that say things like 10.30, Hollywood, the day of. I yeah, like yeah. the day. I, yeah, I liked all that. that. But I don't like I it if they're doing that in such meticulous detail. Well, here's the thing. This is a spoiler review. I mean, we get to the end of the film. I have to confess, and I don't know why this is it's a sort of a crude simplicity in me. I wanted the Sharon Tate murders to be featured in this. Mm. And you yeah, don't get that. I, because, because obviously I bad for saying there's that. a big drama within the film. Yeah. And I was thinking after that, maybe the Sharon Tate yes. thing would still happen. He could have really shocked us at the end. Yes. With like, because I thought... There was going to be a spoiler. reveal. Yeah. yeah uh, when Leonardo was walking up with, I think, Sharon Tate's husband or whatever yeah. towards yeah. the house. Yeah. I thought what it would reveal as they came up to the house was that they were all dead. They and died they'd actually the kill them earlier, the yeah. earlier in the yeah, evening, I, maybe. I, I, yeah, there was possibility of and, that. But there was nothing like that, and so I was a bit, I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, I found the I kind of expect Tarantino to shock you like that, and I didn't yeah. feel any shocking bits within the film. Well, I, in terms of menace and sort of uh, jitteriness and all the things that we've already said, maybe that scene that takes place between Brad Pitt and the women. So when they go is, to when he goes to the sort of ranch where they're yeah, all yeah, living, I yeah. liked the tension in that. Yes. Yes. but then, tension. but then. Uh, Again, nothing really happened. Yeah, even the payoff was a dodgy old man, brilliantly played by Bruce Dern. He was was fantastic. But he watches TV. Well, again, that individual scene, brilliant in itself, but as part of a narrative cause of events, Brad ends up going in and ends up coming out, and it's kind of purposeless. Yeah, though he did try again with it. I didn't feel that at all. I mean, I wonder Meandering. Whether... Oh, I did. I did, yeah. and I found it very meandering. What do you think, guys? I he found does it... meander, though. Well, he does meander, but he even... You can yeah, meander bit... with some purpose. Yeah, or with some humour, at least. Well, I felt that was the climax of the film, and a climax doesn't have to come at the end. And then you have a smaller one at the end. God, that sounds trick for this section. Right. No, but what I'm saying <laughs> is that... No, 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 that, let, that me finish, might... let me finish, but... That scene that takes place in the lot. Okay, you felt that that was a climactic no, that scene. Was, yeah, that was the I'm... scene that we were all right. waiting for, and we had to feel a threat what, there. Yes, yes. What I'm from the girls. That I didn't feel any of that. No, yeah, I didn't, and I think if you wanted it was to, tense, it was tense. It was well built. It and built it, and, and then... I was enjoying it, but then nothing happened. Nothing happened for me to be enjoying that time. Uh, okay, there was nothing that kind of did you hit think... or shocked you. What I'm saying is that I I can um, appreciate that it was a tense scene and that it was well done, but it was just like. And then, yeah, when his tie was burst, I was like, this is great, like, maybe he's mm. going to get stuck, maybe something big's going to happen. That's the end and then of just, the scene, but what about... And then he just had a tire in the back of his boot and beat up a guy and made him fix but it, what and, about, and then he was out. It was what about like, the whole long, when it was long for that film, without him shooting off, of it, whether Bruce Dern was alive or not? I mean, whether the old man was alive. Yes, that was, that was great, but I was, I was hoping that Bruce Dern was dead. Well, of course we all were. Yeah, yeah, but it, that's my point. It never had the killer punch. And also, if you're going to have a scene of such drama with the Manson cult, yeah. sorry to be old-fashioned, put Charles Manson in the fucking mm. scene. Well, I, th- I think probably put legally, legally maybe he couldn't for that. What, Charles Manson's going to sue him from beyond the grave well, in no, prison? Well, no, just that Manson wasn't... But, you know, what, I felt like... i tell you what I felt like. I wondered whether he wanted to kind of tackle the Sharon Tate murders head on, but I wondered, here's what I think, secretly. Oh. I wonder if Polanski's lawyers and Sharon Tate's family might have got involved somewhere. I think that's And he very, was forced, very... he had his hand forced, having committed to the casting of all this stuff, yes. to having to tell a very sideways story. And I think the film suffered... 
there were great long sequences in it of shots of driving cars and all that kind of mm. stuff. A couple of moments in there, truly, you know, uh, I have to salute him as a filmmaker. He will have had to have closed off huge swathes of LA yeah. to film those shots up and down the streets. I mean, yeah. quite remarkable. Um, so, you know, that was amazing, just the spectacle of all of that. But I just felt like there were great long shots where I could almost feel Tarantino in his director's chair going, where the hell do I take them? Where do I take them next? Yeah. Where do I go next? Oh, what do I do next okay. here? Where do I actually take them next? There was a lot of, like, filling in. It felt like a lot of filling in. Okay. It, it, and again, given how long it is, it's two, hour, two, two hours, 47 minutes. Trim half an hour out. Trim half an hour out. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm usually pretty big on too long, but yeah. because it did seem like a sort of kaleidoscope of my young life. That's a lovely way to describe it. I mean, I think that's what it was at, at its best. That's yes. what it was. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. all the scenes of going past cinemas where all the people that they mentioned were real people. Yeah. And I mean, I, that was amazing to but me. But people have been banging on about Damien Lewis's Steve McQueen turn. I thought well, it was that all was, right. That, that must have ended, ended up that on the That was odd. Well, like Tim Roth's entire performance. He's in the credits, but he's not in it. Okay, Maddie, you are a Leonardo DiCaprio fan. What about Leo's performance? I thought there was some absolutely standout moments. I, yeah, oh, I no, I too. thought he was mm. incredible. Don't yeah, get I did. Me wrong. And like, the, yeah, there was some definitely there were some scenes in there that really stood out. Like when there's this nine-year-old girl, who I thought was absolutely amazing. Oh, she's brilliant. She's brilliant. Um, there's a bit where she's just done a scene with him, and she goes up and she whispers in his ear, um, "That was the most amazing piece of acting I've like ever seen in my entire life." Oh, yeah. And I thought the way he reacted to that was amazing. Like he yeah. teared up and stuff. And also the other scene with her when he first met her. Yeah. And he's like telling the story of his book, but really he's telling the story about yes. himself. Yeah. yeah. And he like breaks down. I just thought those bits were really. really he played that brilliantly. I had one real frustration with that scene. That was the first moment of power acting from Leo. Yeah. I'm sorry, Tarantino. You needed to cut into a close up. Yeah. You needed oh. to cut into a close-up because he had him on a side shot with Leo looking to profile. Yeah. And he was acting his fucking tears socks off. Socks, yeah. And the girl was acting her socks off. He needed to cut in. Now, yeah. you know, what a weird moment to say, I'm going to stay on the wide. It wasn't a particularly yeah. cinematic oh, shot. Okay. He just didn't have that cover. I felt he just didn't have that covered. I don't think Tarantino knew that Leo was going to give him as much depth to that oh, scene okay. as Leo yeah, gave maybe. it. That's you know, very you know, and things like that do happen. And you are in a situation where you're shooting films where budgets are in. You've shot that scene. You've got it. You know, you've got yeah. it. And you know, he's done this amazing thing. Yeah. But actually, you know, they picked up that moment where he yeah. kind of had a tear and all that. Yeah. Kind of and stuff. I also loved the bit where he was really angry at himself in his. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's in the trailer. trailer. And I, but I'm, I, in the trailer, it felt a little bit eggy. Whereas in the film, yeah, it, it felt worked, real. It yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it felt really authentic. Yeah. But what about? Oh, yeah, but obviously, I, I absolutely loved his performance. But you were picking up on details I didn't notice, like his stutter and stuff like that. Yeah, stutter. I've never heard Leo do a stutter before. No. He's so convincing. And you're not a Leo fan. You no, think he's never I, performed well in a film ever. That's what you've gone on record no, as no, saying. No, 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 I do not she say that. She has said that. I never say that. But it's just that I'm not such a huge, right. unremitting fan as, say, Maddie is. Yes. Sometimes he can be a bit... But I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Be a bit what? Be a bit what? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Just not quite as good as yeah. maybe. I thought his... I thought the vulnerability he showed. Absolutely. I thought his alcoholism. I thought, you know, he... Again, I wish Tarantino had let him indulge more in yeah. the alcoholism and struggling with not drinking yeah. that lovely... And all that sort of stuff. I also wanted to say that I thought Margot Robbie was in it quite a bit. I she mean, was. everybody said that she wasn't given enough he screen did, time. So I was expecting, like, hardly I anything. did hear he went back into the edit after his I do not accept your hypothesis. hypotheses. <laughs> I think he did go in and sort of tweak something and put a few more shots for it. Still, I, it made sense within the... Yeah. I thought I well, interestingly, given that you don't get what you think you're going to get with the Sharon Tate murder yeah. at the end, yeah. you can't really argue that it was gratuitous featuring of her. Because actually it's not about... This film, everyone, isn't about the Sharon Tate murder. No, no it's not. I mean, which I, I still can't quite get my head around. Mm. I'm a bit confused. Yeah. I think it's great. I'm though. a bit confused. I mean, uh, to be honest, by the end of it, I didn't really see the point of having her in it. No. 
No, you could, why not just make it a film about subcultural hippiedom well, in this, LA okay. and happen to have okay, well, that, it? That's a very then, good point. Why park well, no, it? Well, no, it's all? a po point, but I don't think it's a very good point because what oh. I'd say to that... In your Ooh. opinion. In my opinion, of Ooh. course. Is Fight! That, that's where I think that the film isn't for people of Maddie's age. In terms of what it meant yeah. to the world... Um, yeah, but it, I get what it meant to the world, mm. but it wasn't in the film. <laughs> no, no, but we didn't need it to be. In fact, it was better that it wasn't. I felt a bit guilty though because I quite enjoyed the hippies getting smashed up. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah, no, I think. I thought yeah. it was a bloody annoying hippie the one who did his tire. I wanted to punch his face in. Yeah, but right. I thought the woman. The one who did his tire. Oh, right, caravan yeah, was, 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 was scary as anything. The woman in the caravan? Did. Which woman? Well, the, when he went in to see Bruce Dad. Oh, in the house. She was. She was. She was Dakota Fanning, wasn't it? Yeah. Dakota Fanning. She was like promised to be scarier than she was. She didn't do anything. She just sat on a chair. No, but I know she's the one that did it. The whole film, the whole film is a series of vignettes, some of which are very funny, some, well, it's very, some of which are funny, some of which succeed, and many of which I just, it felt like, you know, when you put your keys in a car mm. and you fire it up and the ignition mm. is promising to take, and it just felt like it never quite took. Yeah. So yeah. it never sort of really got going. Yeah, I, I thought yeah, you were disappointed. Let's let's get to the sort of summary. Yeah, then. I was disappointed. It was, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I sitting here trying to think of some. I didn't. I it had all the great, you know, great possible. It was a Tarantino film with Leonardo DiCaprio in it. It had yeah. Margot Robbie. It's it was got, about Sharon's yeah. murders. It yeah. had so much potential. Yes, and then it just completely chucked it to the side. I thought. Literally, you're going to take that, Mum? No, because historic, being literal historically, yes, that's true, but I don't think Tarantino ever is. No, he never no, is. No, he, what he usually is, is he usually shocks you or has some major plot twist or something you never expected, and then, but what really happens is nothing. Nothing happened. Well, <laughs> literally nothing happened. A woman ran out of a, of, of a, a mansion and Leo went for her with a... Yeah, I mean... That the, was the most shocking yeah. part. Well, it was supposed to be. But then I felt like he just did it because he knew that none of us had been shocked throughout the rest of the film. Well, well I think Maddie's kind that. of nailed it a little exactly. bit. I, th th let's put it... This is a spoiler review. The final scene felt like Tarantino was sat in the edit suite. I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, 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 it's brilliant. And it's indulgent, it's indulgent. Yeah. But it felt like Tarantino was sat in the edit suite and he hadn't shot this final scene. And he looked at his editor and he looked at his crew and he's like, you know, I'm sitting there. Guys, I mean, guys, they need to see some brain splatting. I mean, yeah. you've got to have a brain splatter. Well, we or brain got to think, yeah, well, we do. But it kind of came so oddly in mm. Leo's villa. Yeah. yeah. Then with Leo and a flamethrower, mm. which was a scene that Leonardo DiCaprio, the actor, was very, very concerned about doing. I think yeah. he just felt very dubious about that. Just as, in fact, Brad Pitt requested that they end or change very much the Bruce Lee scene. Brad oh, Pitt okay. didn't want to disrespect Bruce Lee any more oh, than they okay. did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but you're right, Maddie. I mean, I, I think they had that scene, so there's a lot of extraordinary gruesome violence, extraordinarily gruesome violence at the end, but it felt like it was an afterthought. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I wonder now you've said about the um, possibly not being able to do the actual Sharon Tate murders, whether he rearranged the end, because yeah. I can almost see myself lots of... I mean, it was fine for me. It worked for me. I didn't want to see the actual, mur you know, murders. Yeah. I have to confess, a sort of sinking feeling happened. But the reason there's any hesitation in me on this whatsoever, and what I do think is Tarantino's strength, is that I felt a very similar thing when I saw The Hateful Eight for the first time. And I was kind of, meh, I was a bit meh. And, uh, and then with each viewing, I've seen it three times, I got more and more and more from it. Yeah. Right. Now... I was really interrogating, I was really wanting to, I was really wanting to luxuriate in the shots. Yeah. And 
why was luxuriating in, which I sometimes think is what you were saying, oh, but it did that. He got shots of 60s Hollywood and, and all that kind of stuff. We saw the stuff. All the stuff we've already seen. But all the stuff we've already seen. And, and, and he just showed us it. He didn't interpret it. And it wasn't represented to me in a way that kind of made me rethink Hollywood at that time at yeah. all. I just, there was, it was like picture postcard shots. And so, where I, whereas, you know, someone like David Lynch with, um, what was it, Lost Highway? Or, yeah, Lost you know, Highway. Where, where, yeah. Okay, it's very different. But, you know, the idea that LA was contorted and subverted yeah. and what was going on. I thought he was going to peel back something, and I didn't feel he, feel he peeled back anything other than what we saw on the streets at the time and what we've seen on the footage of the time. Um, so for me, I, I felt it was a misfire. So I am going to go and watch it again when I've got mm -hmm. a spare three hours somewhere. Um, but I, even, even though I think with The Hateful Eight and many of his films, they reward on a second watch, I'm not entirely convinced this one will. So Leonardo DiCaprio I thought was brilliant. I wanted more of him. Yeah. Strangely, I thought it was more Brad Pitt's film than Leo's. I did, me too. Yeah, I did. Although... Brad Pitt, well, it's his first... He's won me over. Yeah, he's won me over. Man Crush City. I want his shirt. Mm -hmm. I want his pecs. Just him on a roof changing an area. So again, it's littered with filmic moments that yeah. you just go, oh yeah, that's yeah. fun. But none of it amounted to the film that I thought I was going to see. No. And so for me, yeah. if I give my score, it's my second big profound disappointment of the year, the other one being Midsommar. That said, so I'm going to give this, it's not bad by any means, but it's not great. It's really average. So I'm going to give it 5.5 out of 10. No. Oh my goodness. I did actually think that the trailer was very messy, but I was kind of just, I was just like, oh, the trailer's yes. just, it's just a bad trailer. Like, yeah, yeah. really bad. I love Tarantino. I love Leonardo. Mm. I love Margot Robbie. I actually like Brad Pitt. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, it just seems like it'd be perfect. Yeah, it'd be fine. Know? Chuck them um, all together, it's going to work. Yeah. And yeah. so... I did have really high hopes watching this and I did think it was going to be one of my favourite films of the year mm. and I didn't love it but I didn't hate it. No, I, I, it sounds like I'm just being negative in this review but there was a lot that I liked about it as well. It's just I felt like even the stuff I liked I wanted more of mm. and yeah I did feel like it was more of a Brad Pitt film and I'm like the biggest Leonardo fan there is. So it's just <laughs> like, um, but I thought Leonardo's performance was absolutely yeah, amazing was, yeah. but I agree I just felt Tarantino could have given him more or like kind of helped him more with the way it was shot yeah, and just yeah, the way it was directed. Yeah. And I did think it was as messy as the trailer was. I mm. felt like it was quite a messy film. At the beginning yeah, was I was thinking film. that uh, I thought that the way that they put together the Sharon Tate side and the Leonardo side was actually kind of working. Yeah, it was, it was for me. Yeah. too much. Yeah. Yeah. But then it was like halfway through the film when it went six months later. And mm. when the narrating started, I got really confused. Yes. Which is really weird because you think that the narration would help you understand it more. Very true. But as soon as times places yes. narration got involved i was like wait what what's happening because like, <laughs> also i was you, you were being told all these facts that weren't didn't actually happen right and didn't in any way help the outcome of the film I yeah um and although i loved the scene with the hippies like coming into leonardo's uh, house it was really well done i just i don't know there was just it was just something that wasn't allowing me to enjoy the film as yeah. much as uh, i was wanting to no before. i agree and i was really expecting some major like twist twist at the end yeah mm. but there was nothing well uh, the twist was one of omission yeah yeah and and although it was funny in parts i thought i was going to laugh more when i laughed mm. and i felt like it could have been i felt you were a bit bored at times as well i was very bored yeah at times yeah i, I could feel it i could feel it and i felt like the clip the showing the clips from you know uh, leonardo and his films and stuff 
were too long, it was too mm. much. I was mm. like, I don't really care. Like, mm. you're an actor, you've done stuff, we get it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's interesting. I did like the bit, though, when they showed him on the car, they're going over this massive gap, and it just put Cliff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Cliff but even that, though that was funny, it was so out of keeping with the rest of it. Yeah, it didn't, yeah, it didn't, that's it, it sort of, it's not I didn't feel like the film stuck to anything at all. Do, stylistically? Just kept, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, it's true. And like you said at one point, I just didn't feel there was a script to it either. It was like, yeah, it was no, I thought the there was... There was no script rather yeah. than even being a week script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was but I just, was willing to. Sorry. It was all just improvised, I thought. Yeah. But I did. I I didn't think anyone was a bad actor. I didn't think any mm. acting was bad. Mm. It was just that the the script and the film itself didn't really help the actors. And yeah, I just felt like it was it was quite a messy film. So I would give this a five. Wow. And it's a five because I love the acting and I yeah. loved it when it was good. Okay. Yeah. It's disappointing. Yeah, I'd say that. That's how I feel. I feel like half of it was good. Yeah. Unlike the other two, I thought all of it was great. This, I did think there was no script, and I did think some there were some long years. I thought some of the scenes went on too long. Mm. Oh, but I, and when I say this strange-sounding thing of it was for my age, I mean by that things like for ten years I used to watch cowboy shows on TV <laughs> right. and adore the cowboys who they were. So you are that generation that was immersed in that immersed TV cowboy in, thing, in right? In the TV yeah. cowboy thing mm. before they got to f to film yeah. things. So that was really important to mm. me. I could have watched any amount of that, and he did give us a lot of that. Mm. And then and then all the stuff about the hippies and Vietnam and um, you know people not respecting their parents, all of that mm. was stuff that we, we were going through in England too. Mm. And I liked the messiness of it. I thought the messiness absolutely reflected the messiness of the life. Well, dare I say, it also, I mean, it does slightly, the messiness, reflect LA. Yeah. I mean, LA itself is a sort of strange, sprawling mass without focus. Yeah. And this film is a strange, sprawling mass without and jittery, focus. jittery, she used the word, gender jittery. And, jittery. Yeah, and that yeah. was partly because the drugs were new drugs mm. and nobody knew what they were taking. He showed that very well with Brad Pitt. Least of all Brad Pitt. Yeah. I think that that known. acid trip could have been funny. Oh, they could have gone, he could have gone, could have gone so much funnier with, with Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt taking hand. acid is something that I want to see. Yeah, he didn't really, he really didn't want to do that. Hand. There was a bit with his yeah. hand that was funny, but yeah. I mean, again, it was like the sparking of an ignition. I was ready to roar. That's what I felt like for most of the film. I right. was ready to laugh. I was ready to roar, ready to laugh, ready to gasp, ready to be shocked, and oh, I no. just wasn't asked of me. Oh, oh, well, I don't know what. But go on. I like what you're saying there. So you believe that you, do, you feel that what its strength is is that sun-baked kind yes. of. Yes. Jittery. Going past all the signs and right. nothing being clear. Yeah. And everybody. Um, you know, I mean, when Margot Robbie goes in to say, it's my film, you mm. know, I'm in this film, and her she's really delight sweet. as she's looking mm. around at all the... Um, I just thought it was absolutely quintessential Hollywood quintessential. stroke... Ooh. Quintessential. Yeah. Stroke LA. But the scene where they go and Brad Pitt finds the hippies mm. and Bruce Dern's in the, in the house, I thought that was very threatening, and yeah. I expected something... I suppose, in a way, I did expect something more dreadful to happen there. Yeah, that's why. That's why I did, yeah. Yeah, but I was sort of satisfied because I, I still appreciate it was tense. Yeah, so altogether, I love the performances of the two main actors. Soundtrack, um, can't, you can't not make soundtrack. the soundtrack. The soundtrack was all my music We'll be buying too. the soundtrack, yeah, 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 fabulous. California dream. Wow. So yeah, all of that stuff, and I would give it an 8.5. Oh, wow, an 8.5, well there you go. So do you think Quentin will make film number 10? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Have you, you heard it might be Star Trek? Shut up. Yeah, no, apparently he's got a script in for an R-rated Star Trek. Oh. Paramount are considering oh, it. Oh, Can't even understand that. Well, that means for me, my big hope of this year now is the Joker. 
Oh, if that disappoints oh, right. me, I might just have to die. It's a weird old year this year. <laughs> <laughs>